episode 58 of the Metro Fan TV rundown coming to you live on the eve of the 2022 season. And not just is it just the eve of the 2022 season. We find ourselves in the midst of interesting times, shall we say. Here to take you along for the ride are my co-pilots, Fernando Gonzalez and Juan Escalante. How are you guys today? <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I'm feeling... <laughs> I'm feeling really great, you know, it's feeling tremendous. Uh, I actually had a really hectic day at work, so I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't see a lot of the, the Red Bull uh, news happening. So apologies, I didn't do my research ahead of time. So I'm just going to pull up the news right now just to see what's going on. Um, but before I do that, while I do that, I'm going to take a big old sip of water. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, uh, you see, at least one of us was uh, happy for a fleeting moment of time. Uh, one uh, of us should oh, be so no. Yeah, dude, I mean. <laughs> this is the first episode in a long time that I'm like, I'm drinking while, <laughs> while, while recording. I need, I need to consume alcohol to get through this. Yeah, I think uh, we are at Santos Laguna levels of crisis right about now. And I think if uh, that's a reference for uh, the heads who stuck around for three years as we recorded intermittently on and off. <laughs> so... <laughs> you recall stuff with those episodes that's where we're headed to um because i guess uh, that's a segue into news that we probably really we shouldn't really beat around the bush right i mean uh the big news dropped as i mean a friday news dump which is kind of shocking to me in many levels but i suppose that's how the nature of the announcement is of course being that kevin thelwell has now left the organization to become head of sport at everton everton you know, I mean, like, seriously, like, fucking, fucking hell, like, have some standards of yourself or something, like. The fucking, <laughs> the fucking scousers are nicking our sporting directors now. What is football anymore? Kevin Thelwell is a hubcap, apparently. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess you could mistake it for him with his big, shiny forehead, but, you know, other than that. Uh, God, yeah. do, you see, do you see the tweet that, like, uh that part of the recruitment was like Tim Cahill helped recruit him. And I'm like, Tim Cahill, you've made an enemy for life. What is, <laughs> yeah. What a snake dude. I mean, like, why do we need Australia? I think we should, I think, I think we should just get rid of Australia. If you ask me, like just have it sink into the sea. I don't know. Horrible. Give it back to the kangaroos or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, lads, I mean, there, there's kind of no ways of uh, spinning this right I mean, uh, it's immensely disappointing. So I'm going to open the episode with this um, question to the floor. On a scale of 1 to 10, how blackpilled are you right now? As I'm at like a solid 8. I'm not sure about you guys, but look. I mean, um, I don't know. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, I feel like this. I it still this still hasn't even this still hasn't even hit me how fucked this is, but yeah, I, I I'd say I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty uh pretty black pill at this point. Like, <laughs> this everything about this fucking sucks. Um, I I would say I have pretty much zero expectations of any sort for this year, and I'm I'm almost ready to say like I just kind of don't even care. I'm just so just apathetic to this season and just this team in general after this it's like it's i don't know man i'm gonna say i don't know a lot this 
a lot this episode because I'm just absolutely fucking perplexed that that I saw that tweet that said Kevin Thelwall, thank you. Like what for for first for, for a second I was like, Oh, this is you know, who's fucking around this time? Who's joking around? And then I was like, wait, no, actually this is a real tweet. Maybe it says Verone thank you. Then it's like, fuck <laughs> no, it's definitely not Verone. Fuck, he left. It's Oh, I mean, man. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty hard to mix up Kevin Thelwell, a very English-looking man at the Gonzalo Verón. I will say, just from physical appearance alone. <laughs> Although I, w- I would believe that Everton would try to sign Gonzalo Verón in twenty twenty one. Let me tell you something. If this morning you said, "What is a better chance of of the team finally posting a thank you Verón post <laughs> or thank you Kevin Thelwell?" I, I would say, you know what? I'd, I'd probably bank on on a Verone post. I'm I it, to me it, it's that blindsiding that he left, like zero yeah. chatter of any kind, not even overseas that this was even happening. It's 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 fucking. I I how does I don't know, man. It's I mean, he was ru- there was there were the yeah rumors there were rumors a few weeks ago, but yeah, then like there were rumors, he was saying that like oh yeah I wanted to stay here I've got this thing and then and then again like Everton's kind of a mess. I feel like they've cycled through managers. They fired their sporting director like a little while ago. So I'm thinking like, why would, I don't know. It's like it, um, in like stepping back a bit, it makes sense. Like taking the Everton job just because Everton is a much stor- more storied club than we are, blah, blah, blah. And all this bullshit. Yeah. But like, it's like, but at the same time, like, did he not have a good thing going here? I still feel like I don't in it. The, going back to the question of how black pilled am I? Maybe an eight is is maybe a bit too much for me, and I'm not exactly trying to see the silver linings here. But but if I tried to just a little bit, I'm thinking, uh, like I feel still where we're at right now is we're in a better position now, post Thelwell than we were pre Thelwell before he showed up. But even then, like if you like if I asked you guys if 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 on today the day before the season started. You had the choice between Thelwell quitting and going somewhere else, or Struber quitting and going somewhere else. Who would you rather pick to oh, do that? Yeah, I mean Struber. Goodbye. Right. Yeah, I mean the like 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 what why I think it kind of uh, I mean it worries me obviously because I think what Kevin Thelwell represents to a lot of fans right was that level of accountability and a level of uh, strategic vision. Right, that was thus far lacking since like summer of 2018. If I'm going to be quite frank to you, because of because uh, I think when you have that level of a person in charge, right, this is the person that's supposed to be steering the ship. The manager comes in and manages the nuts and bolts of a day to day. But what the sporting director, what the head of sport position was sold to us at, right, was supposed to be the guy guiding us towards realizing a more well. Um, well realized i suppose for a lack of a better word uh manifestation of the type of soccer that red bull envisioned their teams playing right there was some semblance of a vision a plan something to work towards over the medium to long term and for the most part first year in charge was kind of backed up right academy got a reboot a new training facility got a put in place uh, players got cleared out from the old and the whole bunch of new guys got brought in to try and uh, basically um, guide the on-field product into something that's a bit more aligned, I suppose, with what they were trying to move towards. And now all of that is gone, 
right? Just in a complete instant. It felt especially damning because in this second year, it felt like it was supposed to be building on the foundation that we saw in the first, right? A continuation of the improvement that we saw towards the end of the 2021 season where we had the best defense in MLS to now taking that next step towards becoming a contender, right? And, you know, I mean, that isn't to say that that kind of stuff hasn't happened this window, right? Because we have added a whole bunch of marquee attacking signings in Lewis Morgan and now Luquinhas. And um, to build on top of uh, the the rock-solid defense that we had last year, right? On top of a f- top-five goalkeeper in MLS and the return of a, rate of a former MLS Defender of the Year, right, in Aaron Long on top of that. Um, so it's a case for me where in the short term, you know, I think uh, when it comes to seeing out the rest of the window, I think uh, I'm not so worried about that because I think uh, the targets that we had in mind, and I we do have it on good record, by the way, that there are things in the works still. But um, that getting it's just a matter of getting those across the finish line which I'm not really so plussed about. It's the medium-term implications that are a lot more worrying for me, right? Because because basically, like, who's to not say now that with the manager that seems to have one foot out the door based on his comments in the preseason press conference, right? And the rather abrupt departure of the guy who's supposed to be see- overseeing the whole operation like, who's to say that the end of the 2022 season isn't not just going to see yet another reboot, right, if things don't go to plan? Say a manager bolts at the end of the season. Um, people realize that they signed up for something that, um, <laughs> that, quite frankly, wasn't what was pitched to them, right? So you wouldn't be surprised if you see another play- – there's a possibility that there's another player exodus at the end of the year. You basically cannot rule out the possibility – that we are starting again from square one at the start of 2023 with a new guy in charge, with a new vision, right? Anytime someone departs two years into what is supposed to be a five-year plan, right? Like, you kind of have to wonder, like, what's the well, what just fucking happened here, you know? Like, you'll have to wonder who's in charge. Like, are we just going to suddenly become a rudderless ship again? Kind of feels that way until we get someone new into the position and we don't know who that's going to be. Or what he's going to want to do, right? And when adding on to the whole thing, like oh, what's going over there at Leipzig, that like, it's being run by that fucking uh, cyclist Oliver Mintz left, right? Bicycle <laughs> boy. They seem like an absolute mess right now, you know? So I don't really have faith in Red Bull Global's ability to appraise the kinds of people that should be coming in to run this operation, quite frankly. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm almost, I'm actually hesitant to 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 have any faith like oh like all right i agree that on paper we're better off than where we were in in 2018 when jesse left like i or he does say 2019 when you know the, the the first actual season started with with uh uh these two characters um the roster is good the roster is definitely improved from last year despite some holes um some things were, you know, some things were plugged and taken care of. Um, I guess my problem is, like, yes, on paper, theoretically, it's better. 
But the difference, I think, is as awful as Chris Armas was, he was at least dedicated to the team. Like, you knew he wasn't going to try to bolt out anywhere. So we at least there was at least that. I mean, not not I guess in hindsight, that kind of didn't matter. But it kind of matters now where, yeah, on paper, the team is better than we were. And just the team as a whole is in the situation is still better. But the manager seems like he's got, you know, a foot out the door. So how much is that going to impact the team? You know, is is are we really better when you factor in all the things? You know, there's there's no there's no there's no sporting director base. We're, we're back to Dennis Hamlet. I mean, yeah, he'll he'll finish whatever I guess you know Kevin has started and whatever's left to, to tie up. But what vision does he have? You know what what does he have? You know, does he have access to a uh, uh, to the pin number for the credit card if he wants to go out and make you know, make transfers? Is he even allowed to? Do we even want him to? So it's like, is this roster kind of just it, or is it going to be another situation where we're we're just getting random players thrown at? you know, at the team over the course of the season to hopefully maybe fix some holes, but not really because he doesn't kind of know what he's doing. You know, like there's just, there's, I feel like there's just too many, too many questions that just kind of can't be answered at this point, you know? And I don't know. I, I, I the more I think about it, the more I, I don't actually think we're better off than we were before. I, I think on paper we are, but just listening to Struber's comments, just ha- not knowing that we don't have the manager kind of all in at the very least is like deeply concerning. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, it's the players and a coach on the field that, that, that are going to make the difference. And if you don't have at least a manager kind of bought into their own project, that's a huge fucking problem. And, you know, like you said, Lens, at the end, of the, he, he apparently has a huge sell on clause. So I, I, I he's not just going to walk where there is a team that wants him. They're going to have to pay for him. Otherwise, we are, I guess, stuck with him until 2023. But I, I would not be shocked at all if, if he doesn't even finish the season or if he's gone at the end of the season. So it's like, when are they going to forget who are they going to bring in? When are they going to bring someone in? This was a rudderless ship for a year and a half, and they were clearly completely okay with that. And the only reason why I, I gave, you know, the team any benefit of the doubt after that you know year and a half of bullshit was okay going into 2020 i need to see some kind of sign of intent and they did they, they brought in a a respected proven you know sporting director from the premier league and he's gone already so it's like what's left what what like what's left what tangible thing do i have to say okay you know what I can I I can hold on to some semblance of like confidence or hope. It's gone. I I it sounds maybe dramatic, but like I almost feel like this team is kind of hopeless right now. You know, there's there's no one at top. There's no accountability. There's a manager who's clearly not happy, um, screaming into the void because I, I doesn't seem like anyone's actually there to listen anymore. When are they going to bring someone in? Forget who. Again, when are they going to bring someone in? Are they going to wait to end of the season? Are they going to bring someone in maybe in the summer if someone becomes available and, you know, they kind of just linger around linger around and, and float for the second half of the season and, you know, roll the dice in the playoffs and start all over again next season? It, you know, it's just, it's too much bullshit. Like, I'm just over this, man. If, look at it this way. 
the glory years of this team, in my opinion, were from for firmly from 2015 to most of 2018. That's about four seasons. You know, I don't want to pre-write history. I mean, we, we do have to get through the season. But, I mean, short of, like, actually winning shit by some crazy chance, given the state of the team, we'll have an equal amount of, of kind of just bullshit seasons as we had great seasons. You know, it's, it's almost like canceled out. It's so fucking frustrating. I can't believe it's it's going to be four years of this, of four straight seasons now of just bullshit of, like, wondering, like, okay, what, what actually is fucking going on here? Because last year, yeah, we, we thought we knew what was going on. And that's all out the window. So now last year is pretty much pointless. All the all the things, the all the reasons why I was like, okay, I can give this year a bit of a pass because at least, you know, we're building towards a future. That's all out the window. So like, what the fuck is the point of any of this bullshit? It's, it's, it's fucking frustrating. You know what we got to do? We got to hit the Mario Gomez button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess but, he is still around, huh? He's still around. I don't know what he does. But yeah, it, it, if... Does he know what he does? Like, is he just he showing up to training? It just sounded just like saying? a lot of buzzwords, his role. So, I mean, I didn't really count on that, right? Anyone, is like, right. anyone anyone can get a strategy and innovation role these days. Like, they literally create those positions to parachute in some mediocre dude you've never heard of. So Yeah, when when I, when I you guys invited me to come on the podcast, you told me that I would be the director of strategy and innovation at MetroFan TV. And I'm like, oh, all right, whatever. <laughs> um, you know, I can just phone it in a bit, whatever. Wait, I said director. Yeah. I thought it was... Man- uh, 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 <laughs> Uh-huh. I thought I just put it was it was it was a managerial position, but not director. Surely it's in your contract. Oh damn! Read it again. Oh, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll look it over. <laughs> but yeah, if if like part of again, I think like for what Fernando was talking about, like this all just comes back to Struber. Like had Struber started the week off being like, yeah, you know, I'm super optimistic about the team. We have these great group of guys coming in. I'm sorry, I'm not doing his voice. We have these great boys coming into the squad. <laughs> oh man! And I'm very oh, excited about winning games in this league this major league soccer league and competing for trophies i would have felt very differently but he was but he just i think fernando actually listened to the interview not just like read the quotes but like he he was complaining about the sporting director about like just not having the signings i need and he was like tampering expectations about the team and just like even then if we're like well fine we have this, but we still have that. Well, in case we need to pull the trigger on Struber <laughs> yeah. quitting, but now we can't do that anymore. And I guess where my optimistic came in is because we're, we're at, what I'm saying is that that we were better off is because it's like the the academy got retooled. We got we got McCafferty. We got the new RB two coach, um, with the idea of like the RB two team being just the top of the academy level rather than being a B team where we just store away guys, you know, for whatever. Um, uh, we have these ideally like, um, Carnell is gone. We have, what's his face? And we have, we brought in Troy saying who I like for me is like, I'm excited about that. He doesn't seem like burned Eibler's kind of like this weird little, like, I don't want to specifically say Germanic weirdo, but weird. Um, you can just call him German. It's fine. Is he, understand. Is, he, is he German or is he Austrian? It does not matter. It doesn't really um, matter. They want him the same. Just oh. Matter. Oh, snap. Um, but yeah, he, like, it's, who's to say that, like, Bernd Eibler also isn't, like, looking out to Europe, you know, at the same time. Like, Troy Lazan, at least, this is a guy who came into this job previously as a manager at the USL level with New Mexico, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's taking an assistance job, so, like, clearly he's taking this step down, but 
with an idea of like making the jump like like by the end of the season if he's like the manager i'm like okay and i guess that's part of part of the issue with being this um being connected with red bull soccer is like the benefit is that you're part of this global program or at least when we there were people actually in charge and not like whatever spinning musical chairs is happening now with the organization but like this global network of scouting of this like um holistic approach not holistic but like this holistic ideology of soccer blah 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 blah. um now uh it's less like that and now we just we're just connected to these guys who are just like ladder climbers whether it's players or whether it's these managers um and like no one's at home (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, here's the deal for me, right? Is like, can you truly say that Red Bull Global is a connected entity anywhere? You know, and that's the deal is that not really, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the deal. Like, you ask yourself, like, of the current top executive leadership at the Red Bull Global program, are any of these guys football people? The answer is no. The last guy that was was Gerard Houllier, and unfortunately, he passed away, right? That's just simply how it is. Like, and that's and that's the other shoe that basically drops for me, right? I mean, like uh, you know, it just seems very like being part of this rather incongruous, globally connected network of clubs is dandy. Assuming that they are all seemingly part of an interconnected entity, sharing resources across each club, we do not seem to be connected to Red Bull. The last few years have shown that this operation specifically does not seem to be as closely connected as some people might like, quite frankly. You can tell all the Salzburg synergy signings aside and everything, but that's not generally an indicator in itself, right? And turning back to my original point, like the very fact that the, or, that the mothership organization is apparently run by all these fucking uh, completely disgusting looking technocrats right <laughs> quite frankly with all your julian nagelsmans yeah like all these terrible looking mba candidates right or ma's in sports administration looking dorks you know like it doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence because the leadership does not seem to be filled by football people soccer right. people you know i mean mario gomez is here now but like <laughs> but like he's just one guy Right, and but it's then, not even like the right, like the right kind of soccer people. Because you think about like Struber is like, it feels like he's constantly making excuses about why he's not like succeeding in MLS. When we know for a fact, not to put down MLS, but like it's not that difficult. You don't need to overcomplicate things. It's in not. MLS. Like it's look not. how look at the most successful managers in MLS right now. Like it's, uh, it's you have Bruce Arena who I'm who like does you Bruce can't Arena does even like have soccer. tactics. <laughs> or does he does he even like soccer? Would he rather be coaching Major League Lacrosse right now? Or then you have Brian Schmetzer, who I looks like an insurance salesman. I'm very much sorry. Like I know that we actually have an insurance salesman as our manager, but like he is not. <laughs> like I do that. Like Brian Schmetzer again looks like a guy who just like rolls the rolls the balls out and tells the guys, "Hey, uh, go guy, go do your best. I have fruit snacks for you guys after the game." Uh, in his like giant minivan to take the take the squad home or whatever. Yeah, and I mean, like, I think this... with like when you had Jesse in the squad, it's like you had this combination of like again, like a ladder climber type, but like a guy who kind of understood what it took to win in MLS to be successful in MLS, but also kind of wanted to marry that that ethos with like trying to do this energy drink soccer stuff, and that worked out for us. Um, yeah, 
Look, the, the way I look at it is this. The, the, the thing that separates Jesse from a lot of these people is that Jesse was, I mean, the dude lived and breathed, and he still does th- this ideology of Red Bull soccer. But as much of like a process guy he is, ultimately he, he wants to win, right? And, and, and there were definitely times where, where I think you can say that sometimes him being so gun-ho on the, on the, on the ideology – the ideology hurt the team, but generally speaking, I think most people would agree that he had a deep desire to win. And I feel like Jesse was a, a, a good balance of, of having real deep faith in whatever ideology and process that you want to win with still understanding that the ultimate goal at the end of the day is to win. And I feel like once Ralph left that, balance and that understanding kind of just also left Red Bull soccer as a whole. Like it, it seems like a lot of these people are like just it seems like Red Bull as a whole now is being run by a bunch of like expected goal nerds. Right? <laughs> where where you have these 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 people who are so hyper focused on the theoretical goals that did or didn't happen as opposed to the actual goals that did or didn't happen. Theoretical goals. Nice. So it's like you have you have people running this this thing where it's they're so gun ho on this this ideology of quote unquote Red Bull soccer, they've lost sight that at the end of the day you have to win and and process yes of of course the the the, the way to win is having a firm belief and and, and a good well run process and that will ultimately bring you success, but I feel like they've just been they're just so hyper focused on that bullshit. On no. this like hardline ideology that they've lost sight that at the end of the day you, you need to win, right? I, like that's that's the fucking goal is 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 to win games. I don't I don't care about how many press you know presses per ninety and all that shit. How many goals did you actually score? How many points did you actually score? And I feel like there's been a huge like separation now because there's just there's there's no one who truly like understands soccer really making decisions anymore with, 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 uh, with Red Bull. And it's, 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 it's fucking infuriating. It feels if, yeah, it just feels like a, a big disconnect. And yeah, I've been a huge supporter of, of this theoretical ideology, but really just under the pretense, under the pretense that it would turn into success. And for a while it did. And, and it's clearly not. And, and again, I feel like now this team has become one of the victims of, of Red Bull where it's like, they're just so focused on oh our identity, 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 at almost to the point of that's just taking a back seat. Like you, they, they just keep, you know, shuffling, uh, uh, shuffling the, the 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 management. Oh, do, do, do you do you believe in this identity? Okay, cool. Like forget everything else, forget plans to win and all that stuff. Just as long as you have this idea of of how we're supposed to be, you know. Like I, I, I don't know. It's just I it just I I actually disagree with that premise because I think it's actually the inverse that's actually happening here. It's not so much a hyperfixation and analytics so much as it is that the people running the operation post Ragnick, as you mentioned, don't actually know, don't actually know what that identity is supposed to look like. Yeah. You know, like when you're run by football, when you're not run by football people who understand the, con- the, the tactical context of what they're supposed to do, it's supposed to be and the people running the ship or all these you know these generic corporate suits, right? Who love to talk, who love to throw boilerplate buzzwords at everybody about identity, ambition, and yada yada yada. Uh, but the but entire no, thing ends up though. looking no. The entire thing ends up looking completely disconnected. 
because they don't actually know what this identity is supposed to look like. And, you know, I cannot see at the last two or three years and say that there has been a consistent identity across Red Bull, because even though we you know that Gagan pressing is supposed to be the thing that the, all these clubs do, right. the cast has always been executed differently across Leipzig, Salzburg, even Bragantino, if you're going to be watching there. All of this screams to me an organization that has had a complete identity crisis ever since Ralph Ragnick left in 2019. He was the only footballing guy in charge connecting the whole thing together. Everything else since has just been run by dudes and by generic dudes and MBAs. We have names like Ernst Schitschleiger or whatever, <laughs> okay? Who wouldn't be able to tell a bicycle spoke from a fucking football pump, okay? You ask them what an enganche is, they'll probably tell you it's Ors the Erv or whatever they had with their pate at their shitty yak yam at your shitty yak champagne party or whatever, you know? Oh my and this is, I think yeah, this is the problem that we're at. You know, they but don't I, know what they, we don't know what Red Bull soccer is supposed to look like anymore. You know, I think that's basically the, that's basically the problem here. You know, no, I know, but that's, that's kind of what I'm saying though. Let me maybe just word it differently that, that it's, it's they're they're, they're fixated on, on this idea, but they don't have a full understanding of it and because they don't have a full understanding of it. They don't have a way to, to find that balance. They don't have that, that, that way to actually make that quote unquote ideology into any meaningful, into an actual meaningful process anymore. You know, in, in a way it's almost like Armist where, where, you know, you know, but before that landing game, you know, rah, rahing the, the, the fans, we're going to, we're going to press today. Like it's like an on off switch as opposed to something that has an actual, like tactical and, 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 and like just true deep meaning right. of what the identity is. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, but you have like lots so of like, yeah, but, like, like lots of teams press. I think it's kind of, that's kind of the, like the wave now. And you were seeing that wave sort of the crest and move on. Um, but you know, even, actually, you but, know what it feels like sometimes for, it's like, but even beyond, it. but even beyond just pressing, like just, just the idea of, of, of building a young team with, with, with hungry players you know, this style of play of not just aggressive pressing, but super aggressive transition towards goal and, and needing youth more for just needing the physical capabilities of, of, of playing this playing style, but also with the idea of, look, if you prove yourself and, you know, we can, we can sell you to, to, to something bigger and, and, and you just create this cycle. Like there's, there's a lot to this Red Bull ideology, but like, it, it seems like for certain people, Armis, and then just really anyone who's, who's here now, it's just about buzzwords. Like the actual identity is, has been kind of lost. They don't actually understand it. So you, you get stuck with just this, this fake idea of what it's supposed to be while not actually understanding that, you know, you need to really know what, what, what that ideology actually was, but at the same time, find a balance of, of following that while also trying to win. No, you no, see, no, 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 no. You see, you see. I still think the problem here is that, like, it's being framed as there being a cohesive plan at global level that people locally cannot follow. When actually, really, what we're saying is, is that global itself does not know what they want to be anymore because they're yeah, not being yeah, run by people who understand the game, right? Exactly. Framing it as being overly focused on analytics implies that they know what they are looking for. The base premise of my argument is that they themselves have no idea what they're looking for anymore. Like, why is the marquee club basically being run like a fucking shit show? Best players get sold to Bayern Munich every single year. 
The manager goes to manage Bayern Munich right after that. They completely unserious organization. You know, they're not actually committed to winning at a global level because they don't know what that's they don't know what that looks like anymore. Quite frankly, yeah, if I could, if I could meld the, like the two points you're trying to make, I think, I think Lenz had said like it's been falling apart since 2019 and Rangnick left, but it's like that coincides with like the longer that like RB Leipzig have come into the league. It's sort of RB Leipzig is is supposed to be the highest level team of of what Red Bull Soccer aspires to be, and we saw this team come up from Zwei Bundesliga and come into the team, and like they weren't competing for trophies right away, but they were like coming into the league with this ideology under Rangnick. And, you know, punching up relatively above their weight with these players and the group of guys that they had. Um, and now they're just like kind of treading water, not doing poorly, but like not not competing for Bundesliga titles anymore. And you can tell that because it's like they complain like, well, uh, we're trying to we're trying to win. And, and it's like, well, you can't win if you're you can't complain that you sell your best players to Bayern Munich every season and you give them your manager. And so you just, you just can't yeah, do mean, that. It's a completely unserious organization, right? right? And yeah. That trickle, yeah. I feel like that trickles down because in the uptick for like you had with the uptick of Leipzig, you also had coinciding. You had, um, you had Red Bull New York with Jesse doing what we were doing. And then in some ways, RB Salzburg getting better and competing better in European championships, you know, the best, I think the best Salzburg team we saw was one under Jesse when, you know, that game against Liverpool where, you know, what's his name? Takami Minamino and the, the ugly, the, the horrific Norwegian guy. We know who we're talking about. I don't have to say his name. Yeah. That gross um, ass motherfucker. Ugh, ugh, that guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it just feels like no one's home. And it's like, like what, what do we want to do with Red Bull soccer now? And I think that that's where we're currently at. And I think the last team that's not being able to do that, that hasn't really, gotten hit with that is like Bragancino because they're kind of just like doing their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I think I think lens, I think our points are a lot closer to there and, uh, uh, than anything. And maybe I'm just not wording it right because I do agree that mm. they don't on date. Like they just don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's, it's, it's a lot of pretending like they know what they're doing yeah. and doubling yeah. down on pretending what they're doing, you know? And, and I think that's, that's it pretending like you like you know what an ideology what, what the ideology is and then like just kind of doubling down on that it's 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 painful because you they're they're losing sight of what the actual goal is because again they don't know what the actual ideology is even though they're trying hard to pretend like they do when and they're so focused on like it's one of those things where where when you try to when you try to fake to fake the funk a little bit you, you try to you know fake knowing something that you don't really know so hard, it just becomes so obvious, but you just become hyper-focused on trying to prove it and you make yourself look like more dumb. It's almost like one of those things, you know, they don't know what the actual identity was. They don't know what the meaning of, of what was actually being done when, 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 uh, when Ragnick was here and, and they're just aggressively trying to prove it in ways that don't make sense. And it's just fucking everything up. Yeah. And, you know, I think like the main, compensation point for me in all of this was the fact that it was very obvious that Kevin Thelwell was a football guy through and through, right? He had success building out programs from the ground up, youth the cat, like basically writing the entire curriculum for the entire Welsh program, which you kind of know how, how well Wales have been doing recently is a massive step in their, uh, you know, 
in the international like a, a, a proper football guy you know what i yeah, mean it's exactly. like not not a not a german pervert sorry to the yeah. germans who listen to us but... no 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 exactly that's exactly it like like again it goes back to just not putting mba candidates in charge of a global footballing organization right like you look at that one like yeah i want to share a meat pie with you at a game not like whatever whatever fucked up thing that that Struber eats yeah i mean yeah, I mean, Thelwell seems like a guy, again, who I feel like is at good balance. He's someone who does seem to appreciate analytics and all that stuff. He does have like a forward-thinking mind and, and all that good stuff. But he's a football guy. He understands the sport. You know, he understands what happens on, on, on grass. You know what I mean? You have some of these other guys where it's like they're just they, – they're, they're, they're staring at an iPad on their fucking Microsoft Surface and shit, you know, scrolling through all these fucking stupid numbers like, ah, this is where the problem is as opposed to like kind of merging what they're actually seeing on the field and, 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 and all that stuff to maybe the data that they're seeing. You know, there's, there, there's got to be a balance to, to some degree of, of, of this, you know, this data stuff and analytics and all that with, with just simply – knowing the sport knowing the game as much as i hate that 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 uh that uh what's his name that that moron um not gonna say moron but i can't think of another word um uh, <laughs> nagelsman <laughs> is that he kind of is that guy where he does have a good football mind but he is kind of a you know he is kind of a he's, a, he's a real goober yeah, yeah no he's a know? dork so I, I yeah he's a dork but i mean i uh, as much as i hate to say i can i can give him credit for still right. understanding the sport it's just it yeah, feels like, like compared a lot to of the like, guys are just so focused on what their fucking stupid little iPad says, and, right? And just don't understand the sport on like a basic level. And, and I think if, if if I can exp- it's just like because Thel like because we like compare Thelwell's resume to like Struber's resume, and it's like you go with Thelwell every single time. Like this is a guy who's built stuff. Like we talked we talked about this before, but it's just like Struber Struber's not like hasn't been at a at a job for longer than two years in a while, and he hasn't been a coach that long. And he just up and quits at every like he was at like he was getting credit for like his work at Wolfsburger at the that I don't know like they call it a farmers league but I don't even think that sometimes like Austrian Bundesliga is a farmers league it's sometimes hunter gatherers league maybe we want to call it I don't know yeah no it absolutely is because it's completely oh unseriously quite frankly it's like maybe he got his the credit for like working with young players cuz like he's he's playing against like 30 year old accountants every day in Austrian Bundesliga or whatever i mean i think like that's the other shoe that kind of drops for me right is that we're basically left with this guy who i mean Schubert's the only guy who seems to have any authority on anything that's going on right now physically and he has one foot out the door like we mentioned at the top of the episode right and i think it's yeah, I mean, sure, he wasn't dealt the greatest hand by a sporting director just decided getting up and leave for for Everton, right, How, like just before the season began. But where a guy who's supposed to be brought in with a reputation for being able to coach along young players, right, and being able to form a cohesive unit with rather with whatever he had on hand, right, very similar to what we saw under Jesse Marsh where he could kind of cobble together a cohesive-looking team with the pieces that you had on hand. Like, I think the fact that he's throwing a shit fit, right, over all of this, quite frankly, throwing all the throwing his entire team under the bus, quite frankly, in preseason media comments, like, does not really bode well to that reputation of being a builder. It does not build well to that reputation of being a motivator. It does not build well to that reputation of being somebody who can cohesively bring together a team that can execute on the field. 
no matter who or what the circumstances, right? That whole next man up mentality, is that supposed to be executed by a guy who says that um, he can't do what he can because he didn't get all the players that he wanted? I'm not really so sure about that, right? Kind of say, it kind of indicates to me a guy who, oddly enough, is the kind of super hyper-fixated person that everybody likes to knock on over the last 20, 20 minutes or so, right? If the ideology and plan that you have in mind is so intricate and unflexible that it requires perfect execution every single time using every single person on the board, right? I have to ask at some point, like, is there such a thing as there being too married to an idea? Yes. I think that's exactly what's going on here, you know? Yep. And that's the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the disappointing thing for me. You know, I mean, I think, um, sure, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, obviously, you kind of got a bit, like, again, you know, I mean, there's somebody who's supposed to be have a reputation for being able to build teams. This does not sound like something a team builder would say, you know? Yeah, and, and you know what's frustrating, too, about this? I... I... I think it was you, Lens, who one of you guys brought it up about about um, I guess just how like the, the the general process and I and, and idea ideology of, of how Red Bull functions has slowly like kind of fallen apart is like part of the of the idea of this whole shit is it's not just like these players coming here to to or or even managers. Or management to, to you know coming to these rebel teams to to just as a pit stop basically it, the idea was to come here and yes eventually go to bigger things but because they earned it because they did something that that warranted that step up and i feel like that's kind of fallen apart in some yeah, ways you don't, you don't seem like to get that with struber like yeah. what, what exactly has has he earned so that he can like be swinging i don't know yeah swinging, like 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 jesse swinging his non-existent hair around like that like jesse jesse won a shield in his first season struber basically the did like he did the the barnsley with us right he, the equivalent of like us not getting relegated which is like qualifying for the playoffs on the last day of the you know the regular season which credit to him but like he can't be acting like he won the won the champions league like he, yeah and then, but then also but then also being like super emo like the week before the the league like yes life is suffering we must suffer at, at New York Red Bulls. <laughs> yeah doing yeah. his like weird Werner Herzog type shit yeah i mean i'm yeah, sorry but that's weak shit right to to, to be yeah completely honest and, and it goes for like, players too it's like you know if if, if players are cut, clark you know did, i'm glad he didn't just end up going to to you know to leipzig and enjoying the life over there because he didn't fucking do anything to deserve it you know it's it's i i don't i didn't i never minded and I actually very enthusiastically supported the the broad idea of what they were trying to do and what was actually working here for the first, you know, four years. But it, it, since then, the last, you know, three years now and counting, it seems, yeah, like a lot has fallen apart. Like, I, I couldn't even tell you who half of our oh, – who who half the, 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 the team's management staff is. I, I don't know who's like the third assistant. I, I can't remember. I feel like there's been like a revolving door between the academy that was left open for forever, you know, the academy director. Um, I feel like the, the, the first team management has been a little bit of a, of a revolving door. Like it just things are always just like moving. A lot of players has come here that you would think are, are, are coming here to prove a point. You know, for different reasons, they've they've kind of fallen flat. So it's like 
what's the point of what's the point of any of this? Honestly, if like if if this whole idea is not going to actually be followed and or more importantly, if it's not going to work, I don't care what style the team plays. I don't care what kind of players the play uh, they sign. Just fucking win. Right. Like I, I at this point, I am perfectly happy being a boring, successful team that that's not part of some you know grand master plan to reinvent soccer and all this shit. Like that was super fun while it lasted, but I, I can't say that's a thing anymore. I really can't. I have no no reason to think on this day that we're anywhere close to that 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 trajectory that I thought we were even in 2019. You know, I, I figured that was just a blip. But I, I can't say it anymore. Like, what's the point of any of this shit? Seriously, I just yeah. What the fuck, man? And then, and anyway, still, this, oh sorry, no, you go ahead. Oh uh, yeah, I still want to be excited because at, at the very least, like we're we have these new guys coming in, and I want to see them succeed. I want to see Lewis Morgan do well. I want to see Luki Nasu. I want to see Aaron Long back. I want to see you know the guys that we from last season like develop in another year in their career. Um, this sucks for the players. I feel like that they're that they're not uh, kind of in the lurch about this. You remember the video that the team released, the like the videos, the, the clips of Lewis Morgan, and then he goes uh, he goes up to Struber and goes, "I'm ready to press." And the Struber kind of laughs it off. I feel like Struber was like, "Oh no, people are expecting things from me now." <laughs> and yeah. look, let me tell you something. I look, I I empathize with that because I also hate it when people expect things from me, but. You're a football manager, sir. Yeah, and yeah, that's the deal, you know. I mean, like, uh, yeah, I mean, sure. You didn't get the three or five uh, marquee players that you were promised, maybe. But the who who are is. the marquee players? Are he's talking about? Yeah, like, 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 who, like, like, who, who, who like, did we lose? What does marquee mean? We never sign guys that people have heard of. The part of the fun with this team is when we're rumored to sign a guy. It's we have to go look up his clips and be like, "Ooh, I've never heard of this guy before." Yeah, what a fun little quiz we had to do with this team. Yeah, exactly, and that, that's the deal for me, right? Is that you know. I, I really just, I think it's just getting fixated on that. We lost seven players thing. That makes it sound like a big deal. But when you look at the seven players that we lost, like the biggest thing was Sean Davis, probably played every single minute at MLS. But then who are the other contributors that were apparently so essential that we lost? Fabio? Starters. He didn't even just say seven players. Seven starters. starters. Bro, like stop. Stop it. Like, here's the deal, right? Kyle Duncan, okay, sure, whatever. But we brought in Tom Edwards for that now, right? We have Tom Edwards for that now. You know, and then what? Danny we Royer? Tom Edwards back. Yeah, Tom Edwards came back. Danny Royer was basically like a rotation player by the end of his time here. Didn't even score a single goal last year in any of his appearances. Fabio didn't seem like a fit towards the end of his tenure. Then who are the yeah, other we're... few? What, Andrew Gutman? Like, we had John Tolkien emerging now. Like, like, it would have been nice to bring him back, but surely he's not going to be, like, this big-time essential lost at the rails, the whole thing, especially since we did sign Lucas Monzon last summer, right? We lost three actual starters. We lost Goodman, we lost Davis, and we lost Duncan. Edwards replaces Duncan, which Struber can't complain about because he can't even complain about losing Duncan because he was very ecstatic about getting uh, 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 Edwards back. And in his own words, he really wanted him back. So you can't complain about Duncan. So now you only have two starters that you can complain about. Um, Gutman, okay, but like you knew what was going to happen from the beginning. So you shouldn't have been, he shouldn't have been shocked. He, he knew from the start that we would not be able to keep Gutman. And he had very good things to say about, about Tolkien. 
But let's just give it to him. Let's say, okay, fine, left back. Let's say you're not too totally happy about left back. And then Davis. Davis, I mean, I still think he's a hard player to replace. His minutes are. But and, and his reliability, I guess, was is, is a bit hard to replace. But we have players who can, can fill that, that role. But even he admitted that they are in a process of, of looking into finding someone. Yeah, I mean, so I mean but... you have like, so you have one and a half complaints. Fabio, that's about the other players that we lost. Fabio, look, I like Fabio. Cool dude. All that good stuff. You're, you're getting a Premier League player with a good, you know, a good history in the championship coming in to replace Fabio. The fuck are you complaining about? Yeah, I mean, I seriously. Mean, I, I, I mean, to circle back to the Sean Davis thing for a bit specifically, I mean, like, it's really baffling to me that the main problem last year seemed to be that we were shoehorning too many central midfielders into unnatural positions, right? right. <laughs> and now, yeah. like, I mean, like, we brought in two attackers that can play that winger slash second striker role a bit more fluidly, which ideally should be moving some of those guys back to the gap that Sean Davis replaced. I mean, Christian Casper's Jr. is still there. Frankie Amaya apparently looks better in like a withdrawn role. Even Caden Clark next to Drew Yearwood, you know, could be something that you rely on, right? And, you know, we ran into the season assuming that Caden Clark was gone, but no, Leipzig got buyer's remorse and they sent them back to us after a rather convoluted loan for him to get two more years of seasoning here, which, again, should be one of those things that indicates that Leipzig is a deeply unserious organization that are in full-fledged panic mode right now. But we don't need to litigate that because we just spent 35 minutes on exactly that, right? So, like you said, Fernando, like when I look at all the movement that's been going on, I mean, I don't see seven critical starters being lost here. Well, I mean, maybe not seven critical, but at least seven starters going on here. I mean, maybe he considers Yuba Diara a starter, starting level player. Simple fact of the matter is he spent most of the season last year on the injury list or on the bench. And wasn't a major factor by the time I'm the season ended, right? That role was occupied by other people on the roster already, you know. And, and that's 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 the thing that just really sticks out to me at the end of the day, you know. I mean, like, like, like we have filled in some of these holes from last year, you know. And I, 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 I do wonder <laughs> as to why we continue to be so. Uh, caught up in this idea that we're supposed to be barehanded because if I look at the roster on paper, like you guys have been saying, I mean, the holes are considerably more well-balanced, right? I think that with the right hand and a bit of guidance, this team could very well maybe challenge for top four. Dare I say, dare I say we could be a top four team this year if uh, the manager manages to get something together. But, you know, I mean... If we're going to be throwing our hands up and giving up before a ball is even kicked, then why even get invested into the 2022 season, right? I might as well just not watch a single game and we'll just become like, I don't know, uh, like a, I don't know, like a, like, like a Knicks podcast or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Part, like, is this a weird, like reverse psychology thing from the team? And even then uh, you guys didn't do a good job of doing yeah that. i mean i mean if it is it's a shitty gambit i can tell you that <laughs> yeah so so that's kind of kind of good that's kind of like my rant um on the uh whole struber farewell thing um so i don't know uh, anybody you else want to get their shots in or should we well, i'm uh, glad it took it took 52 minutes for us to get everything up our <laughs> yeah 
Oh man. Oh dear. And, and 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 the thing is for me is like okay let let's say I don't know man let let's say let's say we let's say he pulls he pulls a Jesse like a a, a, a fucking um chip and a shoulder deal and and the team like actually makes makes a <laughs> makes a good run and dare I say we get into a final of some kind or something. It's. It, I'm not gonna lie. I, I'm not one of these these weirdo losers who are like, oh, if you just win once, the whole fucking world is okay. No, I don't want to just fucking win once, man. I, I want this to mean to be good year after year. So yes, if we do really do contend for something and dare I say actually win something, that would be fucking amazing. I'm not gonna say it wouldn't be. But then it's like, okay, now what? You know, I I don't just support a team one season. I support it year after year after year and and. You know, I, I want to see some level of like sustained success. My our expectations from for from twenty fifteen to twenty eighteen and even going into twenty nineteen before we knew what the fuck was about to happen was pretty high. We had high expectations, deservedly so. Because there was a reason to have high high expectations. So it's gonna be a little bit of a gut punch if we do have some crazy year where we actually like you know, we shockingly win something and next year happens and it's like did we get a sporting director yet? Is super leaving our, our play, you know what I'm saying? Like, are we hitting a reset button again? Like, did we just hit that good old MLS, you know, magic season? And, and then we're, we're going to be fucking, you know, RSL or, or, or the Rapids for God knows how many years and just do nothing, you know, like that's, that's not great either. Yeah. I mean, funnily enough, it kind of sounds like this recent iteration of Knicks basketball, huh? Like bringing in Tom Thibodeau <laughs> and everything. <laughs> a constant state of flux and resetting. Uh, that's that's not palatable to me, you know. To be to be quite honest with you, I mean, you don't like, want to be the Knicks, even though they have dedicated local ownership. <laughs> the only part of the Knicks I like is side talk. Okay, I mean, like <laughs> what I wanted to say this year was we had Armus, we had Hamlet. It was rough shit, but we have the Red Bull. I can't even say that anymore. They robbed <laughs> yeah, me of I, that. I st- I still want to hold on to it, but I can understand being more judicious with deploying the Red Bull. Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I would just like to be pleasantly surprised this season, basically. <laughs> yes. It's like, part of me feels like, again, this whole started with Sumer being super fucking emo at the beginning of the week and just like doing, complaining. Um, and I don't, again, probably not reverse psychology because then he did his weird little like media tour with Austrian media and just like complained some more, but more eloquently. <laughs> or whatever but i feel like like we we got to be able to do something this year i don't think the rest of our competition is like we have an expansion team who barely has a team and the coach had said said like it would have been funnier if like if struber like only spoke german and he just like said uh like 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 the because i think the the charlotte manager I, i don't know his fucking name but i know he's like a barca wanker type shit um, but he would just say like "estamos jodidos," like we're fucked. And like, imagine if Struber was like said in German, like "like ich bin ein Scheiße." Um, <laughs> but like we like like how like how much how how more how much more difficult is 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 MLS going to be? I, like I don't know if New England are going to sustain themselves with Josie Altador and some other old guys in the team. Not to mention the um, fact Toronto. that they're losing some of their like key players in the summer as well, right? Like Turner's going to exactly. go to Arsenal, and Buchanan I think was on the move as well. So he's on the move, or I think he left already. He's already oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Toronto, I don't know what the deal with Toronto is. I don't know who's going to play there. Shot, you know, 
love Bob, but what's happening out there? Um, Who knows, Tom man? Dwyer. Wait, yeah. isn't Tom Dwyer? Out he, he's in Atlanta. No Josie. I think. Oh, he's at Atlanta. Again. Which is even funnier if you ask me. And they and uh, Atlanta just like. Uh, did their like buyout thing on Jurgen Dom, who like everyone was convinced was going to be one of the was going to light up MLS. Good luck with that, whatever the fuck. Um, we and then they signed a rapist, what... right? Exactly, which is kind of um, gross. At least uh, we didn't. Orlando... At least we're not sunk to those steps, right? Exactly. Yeah, Orlando, I don't know what their deal is. Nanny's Nanny's gone. Like again, I I don't think they're building the team around him, but like he's very much a talismanic presence in the team. So I feel like they are kind of have to like rebuild the identity of that team dc i don't know what dc's thing is maybe losada gets bored again and leaves um pulls his own weird screw remove um <laughs> new york city fc i just feel like they're just not going to be good part of me just feels like <laughs> yeah i mean look it's it's, it's haterade to me but like they 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 the way they won mls cup last year should should kind of indicate to you like that that was just like the, the it's the it's the lamest fucking tournament. Like just COVID so won MLS Cup last year, as far as I'm concerned. Like I, I don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Kobe Theater was was the uh, NYCSC uh, MVP last year. Like you, you needed you needed to go to penalties to, to beat a bunch of Philadelphia Union kids. Yeah. And, I mean, and then you needed to and then you needed to go to penalties again to, to be, win the actual cup. Like yeah, I mean, fuck off. It's yeah. Anyway. You morons can't even get fucking your, 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 your membership scarves right without spending fucking spelling mem- uh, member the right way. Member. Yeah, she, you say it like my fucking toddler does. Like, member, member, like, just fuck off. Just, God, they're such a useless organization. I cannot fucking believe. Like, oh, my God, this angers me so much more because it's like such a perfect time to just shit on them. You know, yeah. like, they won the cup. Clearly, no one gives a fuck at all in any in any capacity. And like this was really such a good moment. She was just like, "Fuck you guys," you know. And it's like, no, yeah, well, here we are again. You know, just... I think someone had posted like in the Everton subreddit it was that they were talking about like getting Thelwell or whatever. He compared us to like, oh yeah, so like New York City FC are like the Liverpool slash Everton of that market, but then New York Red Bulls are Tranmere Rovers. I'm like, how are we Tranmere Rovers? We've won the league three times. <laughs> like, are you saying we're Tranmere Rovers because Mike? We have our own version of Mike Dean in the stands because that would rip. I don't think we have Mike. I think we're all of a, a fan base full of Mike Deans. <laughs> Oh my god! Personally, personally, I'm a personally I'm more of a, I, I, I'm a Fernando Gonzalez watching a DC United zero zero draw fan right now. <laughs> so, uh, that's that's my level of fandom. That's right now, that but. is my energy pretty much for this whole season and, and until I have a reason not to be like that. And it's going to take more than a couple of wins. Like I'm going to be pretty like yeah. For, for a large part part of the season. I mean, yeah. I'll have my moments of just being, oh, look, if the team wins, I'm going to be happy. I, I, I'm never going to be upset if we if, if we win. But just like at the core, my, my, my baseline is like just pure fucking apathy, man. I just, oh my God. Just... Uh, yeah, well, I think uh, that kind of just puts a wrap on it. Uh, I guess we'll Move on to something a bit because we do have a bit of unfinished business from the uh, winter transfer window. Uh, I mean, it's yep. probably not going to be as galvanizing as it would have been, like uh, in light of all everything that just happened Friday afternoon. But 
Yeah, I mean, uh, all systems, all signs seem to point to us uh, making a loan for Ashley Fletcher from Watford, another striker. Quick rundown of a profile from the video I've seen is that like this is yet another striker with a bit of height, but oddly enough, that works better with the ball at his feet rather than, you know, I think uh, the ball at his feet. Possibility that he plays as a target man next to uh, Patrick Klumala, but, you know, I mean, I think this is the kind of thing that's perfectly cromulent as like a, you know, potential backup, you know, or a squad rotation player, right? Someone who can, someone on a, someone on a loan, I presume, who you can bring in and out in any given time, that can slot in for minutes, spell for minutes, uh, as the situation calls, maybe contribute here and there. You know, I think uh, if the, uh, you can kind of see the fit for the system, uh, you can kind of see the fit for the way that we were playing last year, I should say, uh, because of uh, the way that he uh, combines quickly, and then like always, oh, always looking to streak forward into uh, channels, right? To start that, um, to start those a combination. Uh, so you know, I mean, I think it's another boon to the attacking corps to have uh, something that isn't, <laughs> quite frankly, Tom Barlow, spelling right. minutes at striker. You know, so yeah. I mean, once again, right? Like we can't really say that this team is chopped liver, because there have been signs that we're improving the attack. You know, that was the big dearth last year, right? Barely, barely anyone who uh, was capable of doing much of anything at all in attack last year. So, I mean, I guess that's one thing to look forward to, you know? Yeah, yeah I mean, look, not, not many... T- look, he's either... Either the team just picked up, uh, 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 I think, a pretty, a pretty solid, seemingly pretty solid striker as a backup, a Premier League player as a backup or maybe there's plans actually running both yeah maybe, maybe there's a return to to a two-striker formation yeah either way fortunately oh, yeah i agree yeah it's possible either way that's a better striker pool than we had last year that's for that's for fucking sure yeah man and, and, it's, and, and, I, and you know it, it's it really makes me wonder because of course it's my default you know thought processes and i think a lot of people it's oh he's you know that, that's a good backup but like I think if you take a step back, I really wonder if there's more to that. I really do wonder if he's planning to run two strikers out again because asking a 26-year-old British striker currently in the Premier League to come to MLS to be a backup, uh, it's a pretty important pretty important point of his career that I don't think he'd be, be willing to, to, to accept or, or yeah. be willing to do. As just like a backup role. That I think that I think actually that's a fair least. point. Yeah, that is a fair point. Yeah, and I think I think if you think about like I don't know, Klimala like Klimala has been quoted that like he he wants to be a starting striker for the Polish national team, and at some point, you know, Robert you know Robert Lewandowski is going to retire from that team when he's like forty five or whatever, and then maybe Patrick Klimala <laughs> could have a shot at that. And I don't and I don't know maybe like getting in a, like another striker at that level to compete for that spot. That's not like, again, that's not some of the other strikers we have in our pool currently would put a fire under him. I don't know. I like this move. He, you know, he, all I need to see, he's had that one banger against, I forget who it was, but he seems like uh, a good player. And he's coming from, he's coming from Watford, correct? Yeah. And Watford is a club that basically changes its manager every six months. So hopefully they can let us keep Fletcher if they take Struber from us. 
I feel like that's a very, <laughs> the way that club operates is very good for him. Yeah, and another thing too is I know he hasn't played much. I think he only actually has six games or six appearances with, uh, with, with Watford, but I think it should be mentioned that in his only three starts, he got either a goal or assist. He got two goals and an assist in, in, in his three games that he started. And it, um, and it was against good teams too. Not, not, you know, complete garbage teams. Right. Um, those are, those yeah. are like Klimala type numbers. Yeah. I mean, I mean like a, this, I like this move in a vacuum because it's basically taking a chance on a guy who is kind of urging for more opportunities to show his stuff. Right. And, you know, I think if you bring in someone with that hunger who wants to show that he's able to contribute, uh, if given starting minutes, right? Basically allows him to build value for his next move if Watford aren't going to give it to him, right? And I think if you're going to be coming in with that mentality that you want to impress, that you want to show that you can, that all you need are minutes to produce in a league that I think is at least on par with the championship to a degree, you know, you can seal a pretty decent move for yourself from that, right? So... um I think uh, yeah, he was pretty good at the championship too. He's got a you know, he had a pretty good a pretty good. Uh, it was a pretty good, good run, run in Borough, I think in two thousand yeah. eighteen uh, or nineteen, something like that. A, yeah. a good run with a good run in the championship, and again, <laughs> in his only three starts, and each of those starts, he either got a goal or assist. That's this is someone who's he's not just some mid man, you know, he's not some nineteen, twenty, twenty one year old kid. He's he's a grown ass man, twenty six yeah. years old, pretty established at this point, a very and, very, and, very and I think established the, professional. And I think the key from like his video is to see that like uh, he's a how he operates right with the ball at his feet and how he's always he seems to be better, oddly enough, despite his frame like dribbling with the ball right, moving the ball quickly and vertically. Right, there were a couple nice, really good combination plays that he had with a strike partner, but it was like given goes in basketball right, quick pivot, play it off to the guy, make the run in the space, you know, and that's sort of like an indication that this is how Struber generally wants the strikers to play. Right, you're going to be there to stretch the play and combine and open up that space for others to run into, right? So yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know it may seem like it's a backup, but yeah, I mean, I think on some spread of reflection, I mean, it could also just indicate that we are seriously looking at looking into two striking formations yes. again. And, and that's and it, I feel like it just on, on a, in the bigger picture, really, it really just I guess highlights just one of a seemingly constant flow of frustration where the team has done like they, they've done good things over the course of, of the last few years, especially under, under Kevin. I mean, if you three, four years ago, if you would have said that, that a, a, a rostered premier, a 26 year old premier league player would be willing to come to MLS under any pretense or any context, you'd be like, absolutely like no way. Really? You know, like that's, that should be a move that should be like, Wow. Okay, that that's that's pretty cool, and that's something that should be talked about in, in a positive spotlight. But there's just it seems like there's always something fucking stupid that happens, that that just kind of over overlooks the the positive things that that do happen with this team. And unfortunately for for him, it's self inflicted because for me, like him leaving, isn't like some of these people I, I I've seen online today where it's like oh well you know fuck him he sucks anyway no like i i'm pissed because he's actually done a pretty good job I, I'm, I'm pissed because the, he was the only like ray of fucking hope and sunshine i had for this fucking team 
and he's got. I, I actually liked the moves he made for this for this offseason. Do I think they were complete? No. Do I think there are still holes that have to be filled? Well, one, it's MLS. You're always going to be in a, in a perpetual state of having holes. And that's just the nature of, of, of a horribly salary cap league with stupid, you know, with stupid uh, roster and salary rules. But, I mean, the, the, the team looked better than it did than it did last year despite the holes and and I was actually very 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 excited going into going in tomorrow so it's like fuck like really dude like what the fucking shit man like this is so fucking annoying it's, I that, be... it's that Tyra Banks clip we were rooting for you we were all yeah. rooting for you you fucking dick yeah <laughs> like fuck man like to work it, with Frank Lampard god damn it like this was a jet like this move really really for me was like the stamp that was like, okay, this is, this really could be a solid year to, to get someone like that for either, either, either a backup role or to, to place, to compete with, uh, with Patrick or to play alongside him. And that's a fucking good profile of a player to, to, to bring in that of course, naturally no one seemed to, to really give any credit credence for Cause I don't know, I guess he didn't cost $15 million. He's not from South America, but there were, there were some good things going into getting us happy and excited about and then Schuber Schuber became a crying toddler and then and then that will just piece the fuck out unexpectedly so it's just typical yeah. typical just absurd ridiculous Red Bull offseason I guess one normal Red Bull season all I ask ha- for we yeah. will never have has there ever been like a like one offseason in the last I don't know eight nine years that has been full of just some stupid controversy not since like some of like the middle of like the Jesse years, probably. Two thousand two. No, not even. Right. I, I no, like, wait, no, because the Dax trade happened then. So. Yeah, the oh, Dax yeah. bullshit happened. Okay, so let's go back in time, right? Petke gets fired. Dax trade, and then two thousand. No, Dax trade was two thousand sixteen. So. Yes. Two thousand fifteen. Nothing much really happened. I don't think. So, I'd probably say two thousand fifteen postseason. Yeah. Think about Maybe, yeah. I thought something happened in 2015 into 2016. No, because the know. Ali Curtis drama happened in 2017 offseason. That's right. That's right. That's right. But I was the Kaku saga was a funny. Kaku saga was a funny yet kind of nice uh, bow tie. Right. Yeah. That ended up being a giant yeah. shot in the arm for everyone in 2018. Yeah. Then 2019. Well, I mean, from from that that was the year <laughs> everything changed. Chris right. Armas like cut like, off the heads of 131 lords. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was the Red Bull's decapitator. <laughs> Real ones will know where that's from, but I'm very sure everybody uh, in the New York area has listened to that album like front to back like 37 times. So, um. yes. <laughs> and of course, this year, just even just what's happened now, I mean, just naturally sets up 2022 into 2023 for some bullshit drama you know players are gonna leave i'm depending on how this year goes you might have some disgruntled players we're probably not gonna get a sporting director if i had to guess until you know later in this year which means maybe struber leaves like i don't know it's just yeah who knows man, oh, man. who gives a shit who wins football's ruined uh let's <laughs> let yeah. i think uh, we got it we got we, we got to wrap it up uh, soon so i think uh yeah let's yeah. go to let's, let's just get to straight questions. in there let's just get straight into questions so first of all thank you everybody for sending in a question as always on this uh Rather dramatic day, and thank you for persevering up until this point with our cope, um, or lack thereof, because I'm definitely not coping very well right now. But 
Ed Ritter, 90 minutes on how fucked this organization is. Well, we're certainly getting up there, Ed. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like we fluctuated between like we are absolutely fucked, but are we? Maybe not. Actually, yeah, we are. Exactly. But you know what? We'll be. So I think that's a good place. We've just yeah. we've just been giving ourselves therapy for this past hour. Yeah, I, I think I, we've been. I think we've been. We've been on, on the we're fucked train. It's just like what level, what tier of fucked. Yeah, because yeah. we also recognize that it is a salvageable situation. <laughs> For the rest of the year, right? If we do get something out of this group of players, and I mean, this group of players aren't exactly chopped liver. So, you know, I mean, all, all eyes on you now, Gerhard, I'm sorry to say. I mean, um, Toby Chalk asking, how badly do you want Everton relegated? And I guess kind of controversial. I don't really bear any ill will for Everton trying to make moves to improve themselves in the organization. It's yeah, just... I don't really have any, I don't really have any bad, really my any bones I have with Everton currently are with um, Frank Lampard. It would be very yeah. funny if Frank Lampard got relegated. Um, it would be really funny, actually. That is true. It would be really funny. But, uh, yeah. I feel like ev- I, it would be nice if... Ev- oh, man, because that's the problem. It's like... It would be funny... Oh, man. Do, would I want them to, like, narrowly escape relegation with Frank Lampard? Because I, I, my basic is I don't want to see him happy ever. Um, it would be funny if like they they escape relegation, but then like Thelwell fires him. I feel like that would be kind of funny. Um... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like everything's a mess, but like also like they had a a, a sex pest on the team. And they just got rid of him, so I'm like, okay, fine. It's not like some other teams in the north of England. <laughs> In any way, I mean, like, I think, uh, you know, I mean, it's 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 a similar level role that he does. This is now with a Premier League team with a bit of clout in history. I mean, it's the now, most. I would feel very differently. I would feel very differently if Thelwell got the the goes to Everton and then just starts picking off our players. That I would be fucking. Yeah, that, that would be would limited be, that the case. But I um, would I would fly to England and then shit on his front doorstep if he did that. <laughs> This is just known as Tuesday night in Liverpool, by the way. So you know, I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, but 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 like, I mean, like again, you know, I mean, like, okay, I mean, I get it. You know, it's an opportunity to rebuild a pretty a club with a decent amount of clout, decent amount of history, a decent amount of legacy. Albeit, it is the most point. It's like the biggest poison chalice in English football right now, where you have outsized expectations, but not as much resources as say like Spurs do to get there. Right. So, I mean, like uh credit to him getting on the job, but I mean, like, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's not going to be easy. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think know. Someone said, I'm not going to say who it was, but he was basically saying that like, it was a, it was a stupid fucking post. And he was just like, well, uh, Thelwell having two years flailing at RBNY going to Everton is like failing upward. Like, what do you mean failing? He was he was hired by Everton Football Club. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly he was good and then he got hired to a Premier like I'm sorry, like Premier like Premier League clubs or clubs in Europe don't hire sporting directors the same way they hire like national team, like US men's national team players. Like they don't just hire random kids. Yeah, yeah. they don't. Like you actually yeah, have I to mean, build a resume as a sporting director. You can't just be like Ricardo Pepe and score five goals over the course of a season while your team sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's like I mean, I, I, I my my anger is not 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 like some people have been saying, we're all he, you know, he sucked. Like what are he? No, he didn't fail. He didn't fail upwards. He did do, he did do some good things here. I, I do believe just from stuff I've I've heard and 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 different things, you know, 
infrastructure wise in a team and and culture wise, there were some. He did make some good moves and 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 you know good appointments and all that stuff. Like that, the team is in a better state than it was before. Yeah, I mean, I'll if say I that they were take seed... a step back and. Sorry. No, if I were to take a step back and and call him just a little, just a notch, he did do good things. There's a better infrastructure. The team is in a better position, but the 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 timing is atrocious, and I don't like that this is someone who like who's known for being somewhere a long time and 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 really being dedicated to a project, just like ditching us like that. But it's Everton, like that's a big look. I, I don't even care about the Premier League at all. Honestly, really don't give a shit. But I will say that. Everton is a bigger club than than the New York Red Bulls will ever be. I mean, let, let's keep it real. Like you'd be insane not to take that job, and I would imagine they offered him quite a bit of money to to, to leave. So I get it. I, I you know it is what it is. It's 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 a fucking business. Yeah, because you know? Red Bull so, Global's unserious, and all their clubs have glass ceilings for now until they prove otherwise. So yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> Seriously, you know, and and look, if, if if a job offered me you know more money, beats the fuck out. So I get it. I get that part. And, and I do believe that he did make this team better going into this year. It's just, it's it's not ideal, and I feel like it just puts the team into a state like we talked about before. Of yet again, we're 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 just shrugging our shoulders, like okay, what's next? You know, who's who's in charge? So I mean, it, it is what it is, man. I, I don't blame him. I, I I resent him a little bit, but it's it's the nature of the business. It is what it is, right? Yeah. Kevin, if you're listening, I because we know we li- we know you listen. We, I don't wish you ill, but I thought we were homies, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, question from Steve. Thanks for the question, Steve. Uh, any thoughts on how the rest of the window proceeds after Schubert's comments and the departure at Thelwell? Fletcher looks close to a done deal, but Schubert has expressed wanting another six and some defensive reinforcement, possibly a backup left back. This is the interesting question. I think we did kind of briefly touch upon it, I think, uh, earlier. I think, uh, you know, I think any moves that were sort of in the um, sort of in the process of being done are probably going to be seen out at this window, right? So I think when it comes to the short term term of the thing, I think we're relatively okay on that front. I mean, because like we mentioned, I think Ashley Fletcher's coming in. And, you know, I think some further reports today coming out that we have at least been talking to some defensive midfielders over the uh, window. Whether or not that actually ends up getting done, I mean, like, uh, it's up to Dennis Hamlet now to get it over. Uh, And I guess uh, for searching for potential targets. I wouldn't rule out something like, say, like a synergy loan or something. Right? Maybe that's sort of like the quick thing. That's a quick fix that you can get kind of done in order to uh in order to patch up that hole i guess and i wouldn't i wouldn't exactly rule it out but i wouldn't really think that if anything major was in the works it would have been done by now and it seems like the major transfer was looking yes so it doesn't really seem like that there's as much else going on in that front for now um yeah that's basically where i'm at I don't expect yeah, anything. I don't major. think there'll be, yeah, I don't think there'll be any issues with with wrapping up, you know, whatever, whatever, um, yeah, transfers are being worked on. I mean, it, it, transfers are complex and and you know multi leveled. So I mean, it also really kind of depends if if it's if it's something where they've mostly agreed to certain terms and stuff. I would think 
I would hope at least that Dennis has the, the, the ability to just, you know, lock him up and not totally fuck it up. If it's early on into certain negotiations, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know, I guess who knows. But um, Fletcher's basically a done deal at this point, so that's good. Uh, he mentioned, uh, I guess, a defensive mid that they're that they're looking into getting, and maybe someone else or something. We don't know how far along uh, how far along in the talks they are, but you know, sometimes teams only, you know, sometimes clubs only want to deal with one person, and maybe they don't want to deal with Dennis, even if they are far in advance. Like, there's so many variables we don't know, but I would hope that the team is in a situation where. If there are people they really do want to get and they are in the process, they are able to get them. And then we'll just have to wait to see what happens for the rest of the window and more importantly in the summer. Because, I mean, at this point, <laughs> they might be looking for another coach in the summer. Who knows? Yeah. Um, rounding out the episode, Patrick Haddad, thank you for the question. You are part of an elite squad tasked of heading over to Liverpool, kidnapping Kevin Thowell and bringing him back here. Which two RBNY players do you pick to join your team? Um. Patrick Klamala, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's like yes. the Terminator, right? Exactly. Just like special ops, Eastern European Central Ops. <laughs> special. Yeah. Um, the second one, I don't know. Okay, so, so I think Patrick Klamala would be the type of person, fitness, like he's the number one draft pick, right? Fitness freak uh, will basically never stop running, will always uh, basically do what he's told because he's like, you know, like I said, like... <laughs> Yeah, you know who my number two pick is here hmm. in this situation? I'm going to pick Tom Edwards just because he is the guy on the roster who looks most like uh, a character from a Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> <laughs> like one of those like guys if we're doing like, like an old-fashioned British heist movie, we got to get Tom Edwards in. Oh, he's a, he's a guy who's like, his name is Eyebrows or some shit like that, you know? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick Barlow just to piss off that portion of the fan base that just can't stop complaining about him. Oh my gosh! Just so you could just turn around, and laugh at everyone, like "bitch, I'm in the Premier League." Mm. <laughs> you know, I, 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 okay, you guys are gonna make fun of me because like goalkeepers union and everything, but I can't really deny a safe pair of hands in this operation, right? Because who's gonna carry the oh, bag? Yeah. Who's gonna be the bag man? You need a good bag man, so I'm gonna choose Carlos Cornell because <laughs> he's also quick and yeah. fast, but he, but he'll he'll, yeah. he'll never let us down, basically. So. <laughs> My, so I think it'd probably be a case where, like, uh, you know, I'd have Patrick as, like, the point man, uh, Cornell as the bag man, and then, like, uh, you know, get away. Uh, I don't know who the chopper pilot would be, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I assume it's just the three-man operation. So it's the three of us, and then chopper pilot, uh, we'll, we'll leave it to the hands of God. Like, my, 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 yeah. my what, like, if. We really do have access to all that Red Bull money. I mean, like, I'm sure they'll be able to send in, like, a, you know, like a quick insertion, no matter what. Yes. So that's the part we don't worry about. Yeah. I don't know. So I think that does it for this episode, right? I think uh, we've yeah. said everything that we wanted to say. And boy, have we said it. Um, we <laughs> play San Jose in a couple, couple days, right? Or is that tomorrow at this point? In America. Uh, tomorrow, yeah. That is tomorrow in America. So shout out to everybody who made the trip to the West Coast. Uh, enjoy your uh, tacos, your birria tacos, whoever, wherever you are. I hear California is nice this time of year. Who knows? I've never been. But um, I wish we could be welcoming the season a bit more optimistically. But uh, the nature of uh, things right now is that we can't. So I'm just going to log off here and listen to 90s AFI until I pass out, out crying. <laughs> So, uh, Fernando Juan, thank you so much for your time as always. 
of course. Thank and, you, thank you. And uh, yeah, well, Fan TV. We'll see you next week sometime. I don't know. Maybe we'll be in a better mood. Maybe we're not. But you know, like we said, this might be a next podcast by May. Metrofan <laughs> TV saying good night. Are, are we doing predictions? Are we doing predictions? I I predict that soccer will be played. Ooh, bold. <laughs> bold. I, I, so my only prediction is uh, uh, San Jose po- posted pictures of uh, their training session, and Matias Almeida was smoking a cigarette in one of them. So, I'm, like, he will be smoking a cigarette at, on the sideline tomorrow because <laughs> he just doesn't care anymore. <laughs> um, the, 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 there will be a whistle blown during the game. Uh, Everyone's going to comment on the biggest outdoor bar in North America. <laughs> and uh, we are going to wonder where Chris Wondolowski is. Uh, and that, that's, that's basically about it. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think that kind of does it for me. So um, hopefully it does it for you. And if it doesn't, please send all your complaints to... Um, <laughs> no, I'm not going to give the email to the other podcast. Actually, that's an unnecessarily low blow. And he's send all yes, send uh, send all your complaints to T Thel to, to K Thelwell at NewYorkRedBulls.com. K at Everton.com. At Everton.co.uk. Fucking bin dippers, man. Anyway, yep. Thanks again for your time, everybody. We will see you again shortly. Have a good night. Take care. Drive home safe. Bye-bye. We're going to play football. We're gonna play football.